We'll talk about something I think is important for us from a tactical side, which is buyer's remorse. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals, along with our unmatched marketing, has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area, and this is how we do it. You're going through it right now? I know. Yeah, that's why. You told me that, right? Baron had an issue, right? You had two offers, guy wrote up, and then all of a sudden, he backed out, right? Or two people? Yeah, well, one didn't sign the offer, but the other submitted the offer and then changed his mind halfway through. Both of which backed out. Yeah, well, one, the offer is never signed, but yeah, changed their mind both So, buyers and more is a big deal right now. Why? Yep. So, I'm going to break that down for you guys today because it's very important. Why? Prices are higher than ever been. Markets are more competitive than it's ever been. Uh, inventory is lower than it's ever been. So it's this perfect storm of how things are difficult right now. And um, the reality is it's not getting much easier at all. And so the best thing we can do as a, an expert, as an agent, is help guide our client and help understand the buyer's remorse piece of this and really combat that with psychology. Why is that? Because we're all humans. We all buy and sell the same way. Right? When you bought your, your, your condo, how many people did you ask about? 20, right? About what the thoughts were and the why. Why is that? But deep down, you're what? I was scared. Scared. Joe, you're buying a new house right now, right? Selling your house. What's your emotions on that? Oh, man. I, I, uh, I wish that I uh, could take my own advice, but there's people that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point, right? So even though we have people who are professional, who do this and live and eat and breathe this mortgage, pay a lot of money for it, you have this uncertainty, did I overpay? Did I not pay enough? Is the market going to crash? And so if you live and eat and breathe this all day, every day, and you get scared, what are the chances that your clients who don't really do this very much are going to be very scared? You're still scared, right? So, so the first thing we got to do, what, is acknowledge that this, this elephant is in the room that's going to be here is just a really big elephant right now. And so the better I understand that and the more proactive I am to understand this piece of it allows me to do what? Combat that better. And this is not just holding offers together. This is once the deal goes under contract. They get scared that everything's amplified. Home inspections, appraisal issues, whatever it is, amplified if I don't manage this buyer's remorse piece right here. So first of all, I've got to understand it. But the first piece of that, right, is you've got to understand that buyer's remorse and not having that comes in layers. What do you think that means? There's got to be layers to help combat this. What's that? <coughs> Proactive pre-frame, yeah, what else? What did you say, Brian? Pre-frame. Pre-frame. I want you guys to understand that layers is very, very important to understand here. I'm gonna skip to the last part of this just because it's easier. Is that I have to understand the psychology of decision. What do you think I mean? Psychology of decision. The decision can't be made in one instance. So me feeling comfortable to purchase can never happen with one instance. So give you an example of my Escalade, right? I think the, the first Escalade I bought, bought a brand new, I found online that I could get this Escalade for like, I don't even know what it was, 95,000, right? And then guess what happened? I started searching locally and guess what I could not find? Escalade, anywhere near close to the 95,000, right? And so it took over time of me experiencing and seeing things over and over and over again before finally I came to a conclusion, which was what? I'm never going to get Escalade for 95000 But it was only until I had all these layers and layers and layers, which can also be called reps, 
that I finally made a decision that, okay, it justifies me paying for this amount and not feeling like I'm overpaying. Does that make sense, you guys? And so our clients are the same scenario where you can't just tell them one time, two times, three times, four times. You've got to make sure that I understand here that I've got to make sure that I'm layering reps of conversation so that they can understand and really understand where I'm coming from and how the market makes sense. I feel like one of the big mistakes that we make is we only say it once or twice and expect them to actually believe it. Or remember it. Or even remember it. Yeah. And here's the deal. The sales guy can tell me, hey, look, dude, there's no way... I'm going to get this Escalade for 95000 Do I believe him? No. no. Why? Because I haven't experienced enough of that to really understand what's going on. Because we want to believe what we want to believe in many cases, just like your clients do. And so it's very important for you to understand and do that when that scenario comes in there. Right? So I must lay those stories. Those reps through what? Stories of real people and what's happening. This starts from the very first time we meet them. This starts from we have this conversation about what? Reality of the market. Reality of the market. That's got to be a presentation now. Why is that? Because the market's the way it is. My job is to get deals under contract and hold them together. So I must layer in stories, examples, very, very strategically understanding the psychology of decision here for my clients. And this starts from when? The very first time I meet them. Also on the phone calls even. Hey, look, market's super hot right now. Right? Just want to make sure you guys understand. Here's what's going on. Here's... The scenario. And the third piece here, which is important, is I must have them bought in. The reason I put this on here is I need you to be able to gauge and measure on a scale of 1 to 10 how bought in are these people right now to me and to what's going on. And one of the things I thought about a lot of times when they're not bought in, what are they not bought into? You. They've got to be bought into you. And so I think a lot of times one of the mistakes we make is guess what we don't do? We don't tell them how good we are. You don't tell them we sold a house every 12 hours. You don't tell them, hey, look, I've negotiated tons of these deals. No one understands the market like I do. Why is that? Because I put the time in studying it. I study all the data. And so you want to tell these stories too and have them bought in on you. In the scenario, you need to make sure you're gauging that. A lot of people are clueless to how bought in the client is on you, and so then you wonder why they don't stick in the deal. Because the minute you hang that telephone up, they're talking to their wife, they're scaring each other out of the thing. It used to happen in timeshare all the time. If I had people in timeshare and I had them follow me in the car from the property, guess what would happen? They would talk themselves out of it every single time. But they rode in the back of the car of my car, and I tested this, there were like hundreds of people. If they rode in the back of my car, then guess what? We help reinforce it and talk more things. They never dug themselves out, got to the closing table, and boom, they bought. Everybody. All of us. Yeah. Every single person. We have a different price that makes a difference. And so the first thing I do is understand that this is a real thing. And number one, have empathy for that. And so i got to figure out, I want to become right a student of psychology of decision. Constantly reading and analyzing. Right? Remember that car? What was a black car you had back in the day that had the, um, the red dot? Knight Rider. Knight Rider. Remember that? It's called Kit, right? Yeah, it's old. It's so it's called, and the, the thing is just scanning, right? I want to constantly be doing what? Scanning the reality of my clients right now. Are they bought in? What's going on? And what am I doing the whole time? Layering and layering and layering and layering of stories. And the second piece of that is important. What do you think the second piece here? I've got to make sure I have and show the data. Why do you think this matters? They get lazy 
and I don't take time to show them the data, and then all of a sudden they get scared and back out. What did Joe just tell us about? Before that. But what, what made Joe feel better? Joe's told me the same thing three times. The new build is more expensive at 371 versus 350. 335, right? Which is what? Data. Why? Any, just write it down for anybody who doesn't know. Any large purchase is an emotional purchase justified by logic. Every large purchase or sale is an emotional sale justified by logic. So once I can find the right sale or right item, we always justify the purchase through logic, which in this case for us and our product is going to be what? Data, right? And so that was the second piece I gave you just ahead of time to frame this up the right way. So it's an emotional sale backed up by data. So the first piece of that is very important. I brought this one back because it's that important. I really haven't really heard too many people doing this. I must have the reality of the market conversation with them. That needs to be, at this point, a second presentation. Why is that? Because well, we're in the craziest market of all time for most of it right here, right? Most competitive of all time, lowest inventory, highest prices. So would that justify having a second presentation to help understand what's going on? Yeah, first presentation is about who we are, why we do what we do, why it's a great decision to work with us. Second presentation is about the market, what's going on. Where does uh, opportunity cost come in on this? Where do you bring that up? Uh, I got that down here in a, in a minute. That's going to be under the, the bottom right here. Okay. Very important, right? You guys with me on this? Here's the key part. This is important for you guys. Third piece of this. It must... Be visual. Why? It must be visual. Even as a human, I'm going to believe something I see with my own eyes versus anything anybody tells me. It's just easier to remember too once you see it. To comprehend, right? They need to come to a conclusion. They need to see the visuals. So what will that be? What will that be? Fast stats, market trends, actual examples, right? The training did a few weeks ago about offers. I need to make sure that they, this is, I'm just trying, I wrote this all down based on the pieces I think that we have fallen to the hole, the, the, to the bucket, right? I've showed other clients um, examples of like love letters that other clients have written in the past as like a format to, to try to get their offer accepted, stuff like that. Yep. It's very important, it must be visual, meaning that I have to show them Actual examples of why they're making a good decision. The last piece here that I really think people are missing on, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, right? It's got some clarity, just you know, being away. I thought about this a lot, is we're not showing the data on why. We're not showing the data on why. So what people are having is like, you're telling me it's the most competitive market of all time, inventory is the lowest there ever been, price is the highest there ever been, you gotta come in over asking price with no contingencies and all this stuff. And what question they're asking? Why? Why? What are you guys telling them? 
Cool. Guess what? You guys never answered. Why? So if I'm a consumer that wants to understand what I got to pay 50000 above asking price, and we just say because the market's hot, what do we never truly answer? What about them? Not enough builders out there. They're not building enough homes. We have a home shortage right now. There we go. That's what I'm looking at. No one's telling the true story about why there's it. Why? No one knows why the market's even like it is. And so there's specific data. We talked about this before. Why? What is it? 5.5 million unit home shortage right now. Yeah, why is that? Yes. They're not telling the story of why it's like it is right now. So everyone's expected to just understand and believe it. And then deep down, what's common sense say? And so once you look back and the most powerful thing that I've seen visually that justified it was a report that showed the 5.5 million unit home shortage because of after the 2008 recession, almost every builder was wiped out. So guess what they didn't do for a few years? Build homes at all. Do you remember John and Mary when you drove through neighborhoods and they were just vacant with nothing on them except empty lots? I do. Yep. And so then what happened was they didn't build for five or, you know, five or six years at a high pace. And so then what do you think happened to the, the actual housing units that are available across the country? They're in down. And then all of a sudden you add in what? Millennials all want to buy houses. You add in super low interest rates for a long period of time. That throws extra fuel in the fire. Then all of a sudden what happens? lights up the last few ones that are there and all of a sudden now you see yourself at a 5.5 million unit home shortage. Now you want to add on top of that, guess what else is happening? Material shortages. One in three homes right now are being bought by an institution. Do you guys know that Blackstone's buying here in Myrtle Beach right now? Jeremy got an offer from Blackstone, BS2 something something LLC. Remember that one you asked me about? It's Blackstone. We've got multiple offers on different listings through Blackstone. That's the, the, the hedge fund. What's that? One and three nationally. Not just nationally. So you got all-time low home shortage. Add on top of that institutional funds, a.k.a. hedge funds, buying one out of three homes right now. What's that do to the average consumer? Push them out. They're also, they also don't care what price it is. Oh, they're paying 56000 over. They don't care. Right? And so we can get deep into the, the, the rabbit hole of conspiracy theory, but ideally, Mr. and Mrs. Homer, there's a war against you right now having the ability to own a home. Now, if I show that data and help them see what's going on, what do you think happens to them here from the psychology decision? Mine opens up. How many of you guys have that study saved of the home unit shortage? No one. Right? So can you see why people are backing out of your deals? Yeah, because none makes sense logically until you're in it. You got to think we're in it every day and it still doesn't make sense. Imagine buying your second or third house. The last one you bought was not a big deal or you got a really good deal in 2012. It's going to feel like you're getting what? Screwed. Screwed. Big time. And so I have to get good at what? Telling the story through data and understanding here. Here's what's going on. The number one thing you need to do is print out. I'll send you guys a link after the meeting. Make sure you save it of the 5.5 million unit home storage study that shows all of that. And you're going to see the graph on there, and you'll highlight one piece of that, and you're going to show that to everybody in that presentation piece. Why? Because in their mind, they're understanding, they're asking through the whole time, and about 99% of them still feel like getting screwed unless you can truly justify this. Congratulations again. Good decision.
You got to defend the decision. Defend the decision. What do you think that means? I got to defend the decision. What does that mean? Come on. Yes, the first thing that common sense wise is what? I want to congratulate them on what? Not the house. A lot of people say, well, congratulations, guys. You got the house. And then what do they think? Right? So the congratulations needs to be on what? The decision. You got to congratulate them on making the good decision. Congratulations, Brandon. You made a fantastic decision. We got a phenomenal deal right now in today's market. You're going to be very, very happy with this long term. What am I doing here? I'm layering in reps. The opposite side of here, I've got to defend the decision in a very big way. Yeah, but even then, though, the ones I bought a year or two ago, this made 100 grand. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah. We had somebody six months ago buy and they made 70 grand on it. So. Yep. So it's important to understand that I've got to make sure I congratulate them. Second piece is kind of connected to that is I must constantly reassure. Why do you think I put that in addition to congratulate? So if I say, congratulations, Ryan, made a fantastic decision, you got the great deal here, then tonight what happens? You're right back to that. It's natural. And let me just tell you guys this. Fear is much more powerful than excitement. Fear is much more powerful than excitement. People hate to lose money more than they like to make money. Is that right? They hate to lose more than they like to make money. So what I need to constantly be doing that they're selling that new model, the same exact model as yours, for 371 now. And you're at 330. That's what, 70 grand? No, 50 grand? 50 grand is about, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is. Well, and then even in phase two, they're gonna go up to 390. Yeah. So I've got to constantly be layering in the reassurance of what? The decision, the decision, the decision. Not the house. What most people do, like I said, because they, they keep talking about what? The house, not the decision. But the house is not what they back out from. The decision is where they get remorse from. Why? Because now it feels too easy. Right? Or did I pay too much? Am I in the wrong? Is the market going to crash? All this is important. We've got to make sure we go back to reassuring them in that piece. Third piece, I've got to defend them against. I've got to defend against, this is a technical piece right here, detractors. Yep. Hey, John, Mary, you guys trust me, right? You feel I've done a great job so far? You feel like I'm an expert, you know, based on what we talked about? Yeah, so here's the deal. When I find this market, the market's so crazy, guess what most people don't really truly understand? The reality of the market and why things like they are. And so just be careful. Anybody and everybody you talk to is going to say all these certain things, and here's the deal. They don't know most of the time. I actually had this one lady who wasn't an agent trying to tell people that there wasn't multiple offers in the property when there was. And she told the client that, hey, look, that she looked in MLS and it said there was no multiple offers. That happened to Brandon last night. She told Brandon's client, and she's an on-site agent, right, so to speak? Land agent. Yep, in this, in this place. And then she told the client that he paid way too much, he got a better deal brand new, and that she looked in MLS and there was no multiple offers. That's what Brandon said, right? But after the fact, if I defend after the fact, guess what happens? It's more difficult because why? He's already scared. So if I defend against us on the front end, right, by pre-framing them, then what does he not do? Doesn't listen to him. He knows he thinks I'm a genius. Every time. And so I got it. Does this take discipline? Yep. Slow down. To speed up. 
take a little extra time with them, explain what's going on right now, because i got to understand that I can't just run through and just cram and bulldoze them in. The stakes are too high right now to do that. So, quick conversation. Hey, just so you know, John and Mary, here's what happens. What happens next is you guys are going to get scared, think you made a bad decision. I told you earlier, you guys made a fantastic decision right now based on what's going on. I feel like that we did phenomenally in getting this property right here at the best possible price today's market can get. Just so you know, I do this all day, every day. Our team sells a house every 12 hours. What I find happens next is somebody that they run into at a restaurant or on site, or they're talking to somebody about how excited they are, which is natural, and then what do they offer you? Free advice. You know how much free advice is worth? So I'd advise you just be very careful who you talk to and watch what's going on right now because there's a lot of people that will really just be jealous or just say bad things and not know what the f they're talking about. I think the worst are parents. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my mom did that. You guys ever watch anybody ask a, a, a Facebook question? <laughs> How many f dumbasses there are? Yeah. Right? I mean, over and over and over. I'll get watch this. I got this one yesterday in this Aruba group. And I was in this, my buddy who was kind of talking about Aruba, he was in the group too. And there's, they asked him about how to get in. And like, because there's this little nuances how to get in, what type of test you can get, all this. And um, like the PCR is three days, the rapid test is one day. And you got every dumbass in the world telling them what? The wrong information. And Thomas, my buddy, got there. He's like, website, right? Whatever it is. My point is, and just use that narrative. Hey, look, you guys ever seen anybody ask a question on Facebook? Like, don't just tell anybody and everybody and listen to anybody. Right? Listen to who? Professionals. If I need medical advice, listen to who? My doctor. Legal advice, my lawyer. So just pre-frame them because guess what's happening? And that's what you tell them. Hey, look, dude. And then, that's one thing. If, let's say you do get it and it feels a little too easy. What do you need to do? They'll post. They'll post. They'll post that they they want a contract on Facebook and their friends will be detractors. So just what do you know? Detractors are there. They're coming. Defend against it early and often. Stop. Yeah. When you're not gonna take advice from somebody. Does it on house? <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, shut her up. Yeah, yeah. and, and thankfully you're, you're in a position to know that. Nine out of ten people don't have that backbone. So everybody's got an opinion with no skin in the game. And so what do you want to do? Get your pitch together however you want to word that with some sayings, right? Free advice is worth what you pay for it. Everybody's got an opinion without any skin in the game, right? So just talk about that. Very important. Well, never take advice from the last one. Yeah, I know. That's what I always say. I only take advice from people who want to be in, who are in life where I want to be, right? Last piece. You got to remember and come back to. I got to know the pain. Still, know the pain. Why? Pain is more powerful. When they get a little squirrely, they're getting out of it, right? They're starting to get a little bit backing off. What do I got to do? Take them back to the pain. I have to remind them also of the cost of indecision. What's the cost or the consequence of indecision? Very, very important. Because I've got a cascade that like we used to teach about in the seduction process. I got a cascade between the pain here, the paradise over here. Why? Because I got to move them back to, hey, look, here's the deal. I know you're thinking it's a lot, you're overpaying, right? Interest rates went up, but your rent is 100% interest right now. So, very important to remember that and have that same conversation, but I've got to know their pain, which is usually stored just for you guys to want to know, right? Just in case you want to start doing that. Because every deal I checked yesterday had no pain and no nothing in the notes, right? So do what? Always go back here to know this because this is your secret weapon that you're going to pull that back out your back pocket and stab them with it a little bit when they need it, right? Like a little pin, right? Hit them with a tack. 
You gotta shock them a little bit. Here's the reality, dude. You just move from wherever X, Y, Z. You're getting a fantastic deal because you got it. It's an emotional roller coaster back and forth for anybody. Your job is to guide them with confidence through that process. You guys with me on that? I'm gonna cascade that piece here. My pain, which is what Joe, you were asking about earlier, right? Yep, the cost here against the last piece here. I gotta move immediately to future pace. What's future pace mean? This is a timeshare word, I think. We're talking about paradise, baby. We got such a great deal on this property right now. You know, 20 more days, uh, you can sell that thing for thirty, forty thousand dollars more. Yep, exactly right. What's it like going to be five minutes from the beach? Right, take your grandkids to the ocean. Right, whatever it needs to be. I'm talking about the second piece of this is the upside. It's different paradise. Paradise is the actual long-term fulfillment, right? Whatever it is, and this is the, that's the, the climax, so to speak, right? Whatever it is in here versus the opposite of this piece. My upside is all the upsides they have in this decision. What do you think that means? Why do most people not do that? What do most people do? They avoid that conversation because it's a little bit uncomfortable. Third piece here. Got to manage this. Fear versus excitement. I talked about this a minute ago, but I want you guys to understand that fear is much more potent, much more powerful than excitement. For example, excitement wears off way faster than fear does. Right? So, Joe, you had your excitement about your new one. Right, got her contract, came in, told me you're super excited. Then what happened? Fear came in, right? Behind the back is the big monster that comes in and does it go anywhere? Just hovers. It hovers. It hovers. Why? Because it's naturally how we're built. Because what? Fear is a survival technique from literally what? Millions of years, I guess, so to speak, millions, at least hundreds of thousands of years of what? How we as humans have, have, have grown, right? And evolved in that scenario. That's the best word for it, I guess. Yes, it's built in to what? Protect us. And what do we talk about? We used to do it. Jeremy, what would you do in timeshare? What's the worst part about selling a deal in timeshare? Rescission. Rescission period, right? In timeshare, they can cancel what? Three, four days later? Depending on the state, five to ten days. Yeah, I think we were like three or four when I was doing it. So what do you got to do? What did you guys used to do? Uh, the day after, we would call them. And sometimes we make up stuff like, oh, you uh, were in a contest and won a free dinner. <laughs> I did that. You want to reassure them. I'm going to talk about what? What's going to happen? Hey, let's talk about the elephant in the room. John Mary, you know what's crazy? I'm in business. I'm in this business. I live it, eat it, breathe it every day. When I bought my house, guess what happened the next day? When I made my offer? The next day, what do you think happened? I started second guessing myself. I got really scared. I make the right decision. But on the flip side of that, I had to always go back and understand how excited I was initially because I knew I made the right decision. You and John and Mary have made a fantastic decision. Just know when the fear sets in, don't worry about it. So if I'm your agent and we take and go over there and I see you take your kids over there and you, you light up seeing them light up and they light up seeing they've got their own bedrooms now, they got their own separate spaces, you know, game room, whatever it is, what do I need to do there? Record that in my mind as what? That's the paradise. Joe, I know you're going to be scared right now. Everybody gets scared. Anytime I buy something, anytime I buy a car, when I bought my house, I got super scared. But you know what? You have to remember in this scenario, Joe, I'll never forget look on your kids' faces when they lit up like, you know, bright lights seeing they have their own bedrooms now. And what's it going to be like for them to have that freedom and that openness to have their own bedroom by themselves? 
if you guys have a family game night in the game room, or the whatever, common room, right, the bonus room upstairs. And so what am I doing there? Understand the fear part. You acknowledge the fear. You've got to acknowledge it. Most people get... And then I'm going to flip and, and really go back to the upside of the paradise, these two together. But you've got to do what? Record it. Run Ryan's example. You go right back to the what? The dude on the golf course playing golf afterwards. Take your kids to the grand, you know, take your, your grandkids to the beach. Whatever it is, you need to know what's the upside, what's the paradise. Fourth piece here. Last one. I've got to let them know again. What is it, Ryan? You remember? We talk about this all the time. About what? The outcome. Yes. And you got to say it over and over. John and Mary, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. Guess what I'm doing? Just like Jeremy did. I'm not calling them a free dinner, though. I'm calling them and saying, hey, John and Mary, you know what? How you doing? I'm just checking in. I was thinking about you. How excited I am for you. You guys made the right decision. I just care about you guys and care about this outcome. So I'm here for anything that you need question-wise. Now do that when right after you go under contract the next day. Because that's when the fear is the highest. That's one thing. That's what helped make me successful is I got in this business. This is actually a real product people want to buy. Yeah, I used to sell kids, man. Yeah. It's one of those things that it makes a big difference. Not only that, we're the fastest growing metropolitan area in the country. People are moving like crazy. There's so many upsides to this. Like I said, I love where we live, right? And that's one thing we talked about before is you got to love where you live. That's why Kaylee and I do tourist days all the time, right? Go to the boardwalk, go to Broadway, all these things to help anchor in how powerful it is and how great it is to live here. <coughs> We were in Aruba last week, guys, ready to get home. You're constantly selling the dream, constantly selling the dream. It's very, very important to understand that piece. Yeah, then it's true, right? And you start, you, you, you say that and does what? Anchors them into yeah. that piece, right? And hey, when I grew up here, man, they, the red lights didn't even, weren't red in the wintertime. They flashed yellow. True story, right? So it's important to understand that I have these conversations and I'm layering in. When does this have to happen? Early and often. Early and often. So I need to be strategic. Yes, this is for your clients. This is not manipulation. This is me leading them with certainty and power as a true expert who's guiding them to make the right decision. I believe right now, based on what's happening, the faster you buy, because you wait too much longer, you're going to be much more expensive in that scenario. I was watching a, a thing this morning, rates uh, going from 3% to 5% on $400,000 house. Anybody know what the difference is? It's like 500 bucks a month. That's crazy. Think that makes a difference? Right? So it's a very, very big difference in what you do here and how I make sure I understand this. But I'm doing this for the right reasons for my clients. And I truly believe what? Myrtle Beach is a fantastic destination. I think it's long-term growth, right? In a red state where people are moving here for more freedom in this crazy world. And so I want to be able to share that dream to help them make the right decision. Now I'm trying to buy looking like, man, damn, there's not, you know, there, there's nothing out here available to buy. And if it is, it feels like it's way too much. And so make sure you guys are understanding that, look, it goes up more and more and more in that piece. What would be the number one reason that people fail here? Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. What else is it? Fear. Alex? Just don't do it. Why? The number one killer is going to be what? Being lazy. Stay in my comfort zone. And it makes a big difference. That's one thing I learned a long time ago in timeshares. The people would say the same thing. And I'd be like, why did they say that over and over and over? And it wasn't until I was there for a while and listened and watched them that they were saying it for a reason to do what? Anchor in the decisions people are making. And so you guys really understand, like right now, the stakes are higher than ever. 
The last piece here is I think people aren't strategic enough in their conversations. They're just going through the motions. Okay, and that's going to separate an average salesperson from an elite <coughs> salesperson of how they come in and do this.